What's up, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting edition of Evening Alpha. I'm your host, Todd. Uh, man, we, we have a, a crazy good uh, episode tonight. Um, this is one of my favorite teams, actually. Uh, they have one of the best projects out there, in my humble opinion. Um, I'm just We're just going to jump in. Uh, well, please welcome Tommy Lee Edwards and Dylan Bushnell from Atmos. What's up, guys? Hey, Todd. Hey, thanks for having us, Todd. Absolutely. So uh, we're just going to jump right in because I feel so everyone, everyone that watches knows I'm a super nerd when it comes to comics. And, and you know, so this is going to be exciting. I'm, I'm super stoked. So let's just jump in. Like first question, guys. Um, so for those that may not know, like what is At, uh, At, uh, Atmos and what is Exordium? So, uh, <laughs> so Atmos is a, uh, a universe of, uh, uh, of competitive, competitive games, um, with, uh, with basically a really, really rich narrative and rich world building, um, that we're building right now. And it's basically a, it's a project kind of built from the ground up to be transmediated across, uh, you know, a variety of mediums. Um, so we're, you know, we're, we're three issues into a, uh, uh, Exordium, which is a, a nine issue comic book series. Uh, we're uh, have a, a flight based racing game, XOGP that's currently in development. Um, and, and a few other things that we're cooking up, but, uh, but overall it's, it's a, a competitive universe built, uh, for transmediation. I think that's awesome. One of the things that I like about it is that you guys decided to go kind of cross media from the jump. Um, I don't, I don't think enough projects do that. I don't think a, like people. I don't think the general public doesn't understand necessarily how difficult that is, right? Because it's it's very hard to focus on, especially if you're doing a game, focusing on the game or or, or sort of a universe of games, and then also create the lore outside of that through comics and stuff like that. So I'm curious. Sure. I'm curious as to like how how do you not only do you how how do you sync up the lore, but then like how how does the 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 I guess the system work between Tommy, like someone with your creative ability, being able to create like what I would call script, script to screen, right. From script to actually like a publishable comic, but also having to tie it in to Dylan, what you're doing, which is like the actual game design and making everything kind of connect in like a, in like a nice continuity. Like how does that, how does that push pull work? Well, so I, I sit basically, uh, I kind of straddle the line between uh, game development and, and production and uh, and narrative and lore, lore development, right? Um, the, uh, I think you're right that, I mean, the, uh, uh, we've all, I think, seen projects where, you know, we love them, we love their kind of, uh, their, 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 their main kind of figurehead, which, you know, where, where, whatever medium it exists in. And then we've seen them try to take those things and, and bring them in and, and bring them into these other mediums and, and, and kind of, you know, horizontally integrate. And, uh, and sometimes there's just not, you know, enough there there, or they end up kind of challenging that, you know, what made the, the initial thing great in the first place. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, in this case, it, you know, the, uh, as far as how we kind of like set ourselves up for this, um, when you're developing a, a, a media project, right, at, uh, each different mediums are good at different things and different mediums kind of beg for, uh, you know, for, for different, they, they just have different imperatives. Um, and, and so the, you know, you can look at, the, the pillars that you use to kind of guide and hone uh, a game's development, right? Which are, which are essentially just um, uh, decisions that 
it, it shows where you what you care about the most, right? Uh, and in our case, right, it's really about creating a competitive focused, um, uh, uh, highly modular, um, uh, action focused world with with mystery and kind of like built for spectacle, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The that may not be enough uh, uh, or, or, or positioned quite correctly for a narrative project, right? With uh, uh, narrative, they, they it's more of a you could call you could liken what what pillars are to games as themes are to uh, narrative content, right? Um, and we kind of had the the benefit of being able to develop those things concurrently and make sure that they both complemented each other and also um, you know, uh, blaze new trails in their own right. Um, yeah, they sort of work to support each other while at the same time, you know, work independently. So, and one of them isn't like an adaptation of the other, you know, they sort of were designing it right all work uh, together. Um, yeah. I'm getting a little bit of feedback yeah. yeah. there a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, specifically, uh, oh, I'm still hearing oh, I'm hearing like an echo. Let me see. Damn technology, you guys. Maybe it's, let me see. Maybe it's me. Usually it doesn't get feedback, but I'll put my headphones on too. No worries. Here, I'll put my glasses on. That'll help. <laughs> there, oh, it's perfect. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's sort of like um, when when you know you see like a game or, or a movie or something and it becomes successful enough to have kind of a comic tie-in or something like that and we've all kind of worked on things like that and and what i was excited about when i first met dylan was that we would get to create all of it at the same time you know so since i worked on lots of games and movies and animation and comics and all these things um it's sort of like you know taking all of those experiences and putting them into this project that we can kind of jam on and, and figure out you know like Dylan said what certain mediums are better at doing certain things you know so it's sort of like uh, um, you know figuring out what are the you know what are the strengths what what enhances one from the other you know mm. how so, did you guys how did so, you guys meet I've been uh, aware of Tommy for uh, a long time he um He's one of kind of a, uh, I think a a, 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 a small group of artists that ultimately can exist and and thrive in a in a variety of mediums, right? Um, and I mean, you look at, I think I think his cover work is like really indicative of this. Tommy's yeah, covers yeah. are like so singular, um, and and they and you know they're they're illustrative, but they're um, they are mashups in their own right. Um, so. So yeah, I I, uh, I, uh, I reached out to Tommy based on you know just kind of he's a, uh, a, a a master across mediums, a just a, an absolute master of of composition and color um, and story, and um, he I, I quickly found that he was a he's a, a <laughs> uh, I mean a, a, a hobbyist mechanic um, and. <laughs> And a, and a big fan of just uh, you know of, of MotoGP, right? Um, and so it's just it felt just like there was nobody else in the world that could could fit so perfectly into what we wanted, uh, what we what we wanted to do. 
yeah, kind of scratched all my all my stuff, all my all my issues. Dylan, I think I really quick. I think the feedback's coming from your side, Dylan. I'm on headphones. Okay, hold on. I'll I'll fix. Put your glasses on. There it goes. <laughs> yep, go for it, Tommy. I, he he muted himself though. That's like when I when I hear my uh, uh, when I'm driving and I tell the kids to turn the music down so that I can see the road better. Um, um, but yeah basically um yeah i mean so much of the game and everything is about customizing stuff so and since it is like a hobby of mine is working on cars and customizing things and and then and then the whole racing aspect of the stuff so and the whole story takes place on this other planet where uh 500 years in the future where we have um all based around you know this whole racing league and uh so it kind of hits like all the stuff that i like you know as a as professionally and as a hobby so so i so the more dylan and i talked about it the more you know i was uh, excited to come on especially since um uh i had um spent a lot of time working on i had a couple of shows in development at different networks and all these things then a lot of stuff fell apart during covid and all this stuff. And then I was back on working on Jupiter's legacy for, uh, with Mark Miller at Netflix. And I was really itching to get back into doing something collaborative again. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what, that's really, you know, it's been the best part of it for me. Do you find it any different? So one of the things that I find so fascinating, especially about the web three space is that, you know, everyone is starting from ground zero and, and there's a tendency upon in a lot of projects. So, so present company excluded, like I have a lot of background in IP development and branding and, and, you know, pilots and all that kind of stuff. And you guys do as well. A lot of the other projects that are out there, they have a tendency to put the thing out, try to do the sale and get the, get the audience based off of the sale. And then they find that they have to work backwards where they're like, oh shit, we've got this hit or we we have this this crew now, we've got this community. Now we need to actually figure out what the story is going to be or what the or what the plot is going to be or what the world building aspect is going to be and they they try to work back backward. And from my perspective, day 1, at least when we were building Adult Fantasy, I was like, look, that's that is not only is that wrong, that is impossibly hard because once the thing is out there by itself, everyone starts creating stories in their head, right? Um, and it becomes very difficult to try to shoehorn in a story or an overall concept. So from, from, from your perspectives, like, how is it, how is it that you kind of like start with this idea and, and kind of say, okay, we're launching because you can go to, you can go to uh, atmos.xyz and, and you can tell instantly that it's, it's not just, uh, like a, an NFT project or a web three project, like, or a game, like it actually, you can see that it's a world, like it feels like a world is breathing already, even if it's, even if it's, you know, um, uh, fairly new considering, you know, we're all new, right? Like it's, it's already got those full, those, all of the features that indicate that it's an actual universe with actual characters, with an actual storyline or an actual continuity. So I'm curious as to like, A, do you guys kind of see that as well? Like the difference between starting doing the hard work at the beginning and building the world at the beginning, as opposed to working backward. And then like, okay, well, like, what is it in the team on the team side? Like, how does that, how do you guys come up with those concepts to then push it out? Well, so much of that was thought out before 
that's kind of how Dylan got me interested, you know, was because so much of that was, you know, cause I mean, you know, I'm lucky enough to have worked on lots of other things and get people wanting me to do certain things on like a game or a, or we were putting together this project or, you know, all this. And, and, you know, when I first talked to Dylan, I was like, Oh, here we go. Here comes another one of those <laughs> guys, you know? And, and it was just, um, but then, but then, you know, it was really like, because there was so much thought out, you know, um, so much of a story that I couldn't get it out of my head. And so it wasn't just like a product, you know, or, or a concept of, of, of what could be something. It was like, um, the glue that holds all this stuff together is the lore and the story and the settings. So that basis, you know, those bones were existing. So, um, so then it was just like, okay, how, how can I come in and, and help make it cooler, you know, basically, you know, and how, how can we like, you know, grow this thing into something really special. So Dylan. Uh, guys, the I don't think I've really fixed the feedback issue, so I'm just going to be good about muting myself. But uh, I'll mute myself. Uh, let me know if let me know if it gets bad. It sounds good um, right now. Yeah. Okay. Good. The uh, the it was really uh, I think I think it's really the there, there's a quote that comes to mind, which is you know that that the 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 world's kind of built by generalists and perfected by specialists, right? Um, and and I would consider kind of Tommy and myself at both. A pretty well-rounded generalist, um, and and I think being able to filter things through kind of a, a central source is an important element. It's um, the uh, it's sort of like the the comic process of uh, where where sometimes people will you know develop a font library based off of the illustrator's hand, right? And and the goal there is to is so that there isn't a a graphical mismatch on the page of of things looking like they were. Uh, you know, forced together, right? Um, and when we really found in Tommy um, somebody who could who could who could help to unify all these things and to to to, to you know to to draw the whole world with one hand. Oh, that's awesome! No, so, so, like you mentioned we've got a ton of awesome artists and people in the team in general, right? Um, but yeah, no, you you really do, man. I mean, it's really interesting that like um, I, I do have to give kudos to you guys because I think. It is a challenge to find really good people and get a get a crew together and get them really focused on on one, um, like, like on on one core mission, right? Um, and so, I'm curious as you as Tommy as you build this this comic out, like what what is it for for those that may not know like what the process is, um, like how how do you go about making this book? Um, because it's also not just a, like a, a normal, I can't imagine that it's a normal process in terms of like your editor and like a, a writer. And then there's like basic feedback or is there, do you have that kind of process inside of Atmos or is it like, how does, how does the actual process work for this project? It's not too dissimilar because there are certain things that, that work, you know, and, and that carry over into other, you know, other, other methods you know so so it's sort of like it all starts again with the with the story as as it would you know anywhere else at any other publisher or anything you know but then it's it's um uh part of it was how to develop a certain look and feel to it that where the comic felt it could exist in the same world as any animation we might do any 
any um and we, we've made a, f- a couple shorts and then there's like um uh, the game and and the, the branding and the marketing and all that stuff all has to feel like it's you know so one person can't do all these things obviously so it's all about it's kind of like casting actors or finding people with the certain kind of things that that you need to to fulfill those roles and so on andrea kuki is is the artist drawing the comic um and i say there we have a unique relationship that i haven't experienced in comics um and mostly it's based on um well i met andrea through um mateo scalera who does black science and and well tons of stuff and uh, he did a cover for us for issue two and um mateo recommended him because he thought that uh one was andrea was in a similar kind of mindset to the kind of stuff that i would respond to or whatever you know we kind of spoke the same language in a way even though i don't speak italian and (laughs) but but yeah i mean um uh luckily he speaks really good english um so basically uh it's it's coming up with um you know dylan's got the scripts you know and then the first basically and then actually dylan you just you just finished like kind of outlining all up through issue nine you know so it's 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 that kind of you know like you would a a tv show or or anything you have kind of the plots and then um and then like dylan and uh will share them with me and and kevin and you know kind of the group and we just kind of you know all it's it's really nice it feels like okay cool we all get to kind of take a look and we all want to help each other make it cooler and then i get to start to think about okay what's coming up what needs to be designed and then um while then you know dylan might be doing another pass another polish on the script then i've got andrea gearing up to start let's say issue two and then meanwhile we're designing stuff in this whole planet that is going to be featured in the comic but also in the game oh so cool so it's sort of like the stuff that's being designed to be in the comic is also being designed for the game and i have to sort of prioritize in a way like okay what's the stuff that we're going to see first what's the stuff that we're going to you know, what needs to be fully realized? What can like Andrea maybe just kind of go off on? You know, what 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 should I work on? What can I get like David LaFuente to work on versus uh, you know Mindy Lee or or you know so like a couple of the other artists? You know, Troy Nixie was doing some costume designs and all like guys who are really good with comics that I know yeah. that stuff. And so again, it's just kind of casting certain people for certain roles. And then, but the most fun thing, which at first I was worried about because uh was that andrea would do layouts and then i go through the layouts with him and kind of really uh, like i i you're the editor now <laughs> yeah, yeah and and i was feeling kind of bad about it for a little bit because i was like oh man i'm really going in and like i'm really heavy-handed like it's all about storytelling i'm not critiquing drawing or or, or yeah. you know, anatomy or anything like that it's all about storytelling and i think with storytelling there's a there's a right way and a bad way to do certain things there's all kinds of good in between there's different ways you can shoot something or you know all that kind of stuff but for the most part i just go through and figure out how can i enhance andrea's storytelling is it clear let's enhance the clarity let's make it so not only that but then also i have to go well you know what actually you know the racers kind of start on like a, a starting gate like kind of like a launch thing where they start a race and you know while he's getting ready to draw that thing we're designing it, you know, we're all like 
I'm trying to keep in, you know, we're building the track as we were on the train, you know, and it's yeah, like, wow. so, um, so then I have to, I'm always kind of feeding stuff to him and then he'll send something back. And like, we just have a character in, in issue four that, uh, you know, there was something in the script. I had some ideas for another character that was related. I was like, well, hey, you want to design this guy? And then I'll get a design. Then I send it to Dylan. Hey, what do you think about this? And and then we just about bouncing ideas back and forth. And then we end up with something that that um there's really not a lot of like ego or anything. It's all like and I was worried about that because if I was Andrea, who's a young, younger you know, comics artist starting out, I, I would have been very like, Hey man, you know, like <laughs> a thing, man, you know? And, but I had, I shared a studio with some, with some guys, Howard Chaikin and, and Mike Vosberg and a bunch of guys when I lived in LA and I really had that like mentorship thing. Yeah. It's I was, invaluable. It's invaluable. I was hoping I could kind of be like that. And I was worried and I just kind of had a couple of really good Frank talks with Andrea. And he was like, you always make my storytelling better. It's so great. And then I was showing Mateo. I saw him in Seattle at Emerald City and he was looking through like the layouts, my notes, you know, my drawings with with Andrea's then the finished product and then the colorist, you know, and then I work with them. And it's just like um, so I do have to walk that line like I do with anything I've ever directed animation or live action stuff. You have to kind of go, OK, and there's only a certain there's a certain point where you have to go, OK, now this is this is this is yours. You know, this is, this is your drawing. This is you know, John Workman's lettering. Who's lettered everything I've done my whole career, basically. So he's, so that's another huge piece, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so, um, and I know what I can expect from John. Yeah. Um, so, so that's, so kind of like, so the comic is influencing the game stuff and then the game stuff's influencing the comic and, and then, grounding all of that is is the lore so that's that's wicked man i mean i i, I want to kind of emphasize the whole idea of kind of that mentorship thing because i know it gets tossed around a lot like oh mentorship that's really important be an apprentice <laughs> but it but it's so true like um just as a like a short thing like when i was i went to school in atlanta i went to the atlanta college of art and um i i made it a like a religious journey uh that's when gaijin was around so i used to hop into gaijin studios and uh, uh, Brian Stelfries and Carl Story and Adam Hughes and Cully and Jason Pearson, you know, like those guys, you know, I would show up and all nervous and shaking with my portfolio. And, and just like just the fact that they would like, you know, take their time out and show me what's up. And I'll never forget. I still have Stelfries' drawings from like my college days where he was like, oh, you know, three point perspective. I was like, yeah. He was like, have you ever done 150 point perspective? And just like, you know, like mind-blowing you know <laughs> drawing a lamborghini you know just just the the i think it's such an awesome thing that you're doing tommy because like it's 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 so valuable for that next generation and i i can only speak for myself obviously but but like it changed my life you know it's like i've told brian that like once or twice he doesn't remember me like you know whatever <laughs> i was just like i'm snot-nosed kid coming in um but i've every time i see him like i, re I remind him because like he did change the trip. He helped those guys help change the trajectory of my life because of their kindness. And because they were, their criticism wasn't like, you know, go learn. Hey, you ever heard of Bridgman? Go find him. You know what I mean? It was, it wasn't just that. It was actually it's like, saying, yeah. they really tell a story. look at what you were doing. And, and I, I, 
I burned in, like, I'll never forget. I mean, I, I see the conversations to this day, you know, Brian telling me about, well, you know, you have a A scene, a B scene and a C scene, and you're always drawing the B scene. You know, you always include something that happened in panel A and something that happened in panel C. Like you always move that story forward. And, and just all these things that he said that to him, you know, he was just having a, you know, he was just bored because he was having lunch and I showed up at noon or something. But but to me, it was life changing. So I, I think I, I commend you for that. And I, I wish I honestly wish more people would do that. You know what I mean? What's um, cool is that the, when you're open to it, like you are, you put yourself out there, you bring your portfolio, you show someone, you know, and, and it takes a lot of guts, you know, and it's hard yeah. to do that like when i met howard shaken at a convention and i bring my stuff and 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 howard is a complete asshole you know yeah i'm laughing because i'm i'm waiting <laughs> and and then we end up being buddies and sharing a studio so you know it, it's kind of like you know um yeah he was that for me and i'm not uh and i was feeling like oh maybe i'm going you know too far and i was becoming because i've worked for people that you know can be really overbearing and and um and then Matteo also made me feel a lot better when he was like, man, I wish I had this when I was at Andrea's po point, you know? So hopefully I can kind of keep that going and hopefully inspire. Um, Cause that, I feel like we lucked out um, in another couple of years. Uh, Andrea is going to be too busy to uh, take our yeah. phone calls. Um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's just amazing. Uh, he's, he's just getting like, what's really cool is you is like Dylan and I can see the progression you know, number four is going to be better than number three. Now yeah, I can that's awesome. it's, it's great. And the same with all of it, man. I mean, number three is like, I, I wasn't kidding, man. The script in number three is so good. It was the first time I was really like jealous of, ah, oh, shit, I wish I could draw this. <laughs> you know, so it's good. It's good. And I, and actually selfishly, I really do like that. I can sketch something and go, okay, now you finish it. Um, so, uh, so I do, I do like, I have, I have a short attention span sometimes on things or I'm like, all right, I'm going to go work on this other thing for, for a little while, you know? So, yeah. Uh, uh, awesome. so, so Dylan, like when you're like kind of flipping to the other side of that, when, when you're seeing the result of this, when, when, you know, when Tommy's working and, and the artists are working and everything is kind of coming together, it's such an interesting thing to, and, and I know, um, it's a similar, similar in our company, um, how, you're developing something in project A um, that also then is going to appear in, in kind of part B, right? Like part A is over here and you have to make sure that it's going to appear in over here and, and they all everything has to align. Um, so like, how does that work on your side as, as like the, the kind of the overall game designer and the developer of this thing? Like how, how does that back and forth work and, and how are you like interpreting that into your side of things with like the actual, the actual game? Ooh. Sorry. Uh, you know, it's, I think the, my first answer is, is a, uh, a metric shit ton of documentation. Um, you know, the, the, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the count is at. Right. I mean, uh, but like, I know we have a hundred pages of documents about different plants and animals that exist on this different planet. Right. I know that, um, we spent, you know, we, we did the same for in-world, uh, you know, corporate brands um, as far, you know, building out both. And that that's the that's the different racing teams. That is the restaurants, the uh, uh, ship builders and 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 energy drink makers. Right. Like tons of, of just stuff uh, that that I think the we've we've had time enough to be able to develop all of that 
so far yeah. that um, that we just we have a map essentially, right? That um, and and we we may not know exactly what route we're taking, right? And 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 but uh, but that's part of the kind of the uh, the emergent quality of it all, right? Um, is that that we've 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 built enough meaningful landmarks um, that uh, that that we get to kind of uh, really really simmer and and discover um, at, at every stage, whether that's um, you know whether that's in in, in playtesting on one side or in yeah in, in exordium development on the other, right? Um, the yeah, so I think I, that's kind of my, my first answer is like, if you if you prepare enough, you kind of leave yourself open for um, emergent possibilities and just mm. iterative development. Yeah, I think that's like something that's very different about our our industry right now is that, um, you know, I was I was fortunate enough to kind of be in the, the tech startup uh, boom in New York City when it was just coming up in like 2008, 2010. It was there was nothing there really there was some stuff there but it wasn't like silicon valley and and when the boom happened in new york there was almost like this halo effect for several years where everybody was just sharing information and everybody was super cool and and of course like like most things like after a certain period of time that kind of gets locked off and then the new generation comes in and they're they're kind of like their own clique or their own group and, and things like that so i think it's i think it's fascinating that that you know, we're we're in that time where where projects and founders are talking to each other and helping each other out, and then, like, I'm I learn every day. Like, I I come to things, you know, only knowing my own past, and so I'm always trying to be open to to new ideas and other approaches and how people are doing things. And I think it's it's fascinating how um, you guys seem to have a real, even if even if the the meeting point is documentation, like you guys seem to have a a real um, beautiful system for kind of balancing the, the, the free flow of creation side on, on one hand. And then, but the, then the, also the other side, which is sort of that controlled logistic side, um, which has to be there for the, for the game and for the, for the universe. And so I really, I don't know, I don't know if there's like a, like a tutorial in there somewhere, but I feel like there is for like down the road for other projects or that, that does, that's, a, that's not something that happens. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you guys know this, but like for, for people listening, like that is not something that happens. Usually it's a one-way street and here's here's corporate HQ or the, the founding group or the team. And they're like, here's what happens. Here's what we're doing. Go do it. And to have sort of this communal back and forth where there's this, it's like, it's like I don't know, it's going to sound cheesy, but almost like a 360 creation process, right? I think that's a very unique concept. Am I wrong? No, I mean it's 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 multimedia, right? And 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 you, I think, in order for that to work, right, you need to have um, you need to empower everybody, all of these different people who have com you know completely disparate skill sets, right? Mm -hmm. um, the I think it took me a while, um, as far as just you know, in in developing different kinds of projects, to to really realize that that a a the the amazing projects. They come out of a you know a sort of really special kind of like primordial stew, right? And and that and that really comes down to um, do you have the do you have an absolutely badass kick-ass concept, right? Um, do you is it the right time for it? Do, does the is the is the world sort of receptive to this? Mm -hmm. um, and then three, can you build 
the team that this needs. Um, and it's been, it's just been magical to watch, uh, to, to, to watch Atmo kind of like be, be able to, to knock it out of the park on all cylinders. Um, and, and we're, and we've only just begun. Um, and, and we're getting better and better. And yeah. Wait till you see issue nine. It's going to be <laughs> Well, I mean, well, it's, it's like you're always learning, you know, it's, it's that kind of, you know, I mean, that's the best, man. You know, it's, it's like, we're always learning from each other and, and, um, uh, a good old friend of mine named Sloan Anderson, uh, you know, I was able to convince him to come on and, and, and work with me on art direction stuff and, and all the branding and, and all this stuff. And, and, and he's had a lot more 3d experience than me. Like I, I'll work with tons of really great 3d artists on certain things, but then, you know, now it's like, but, but now it's like specifically the game stuff, you know, um, then you think, you know, certain things and then you realize, Oh shit, there's so much cool stuff that I get to learn now. Um, all the time so all of us and all of our different you know so i mean we have people who are really good at you know community stuff you know people who are good at marketing people who are good with with um you know i mean geez all the technical stuff and then coding and and so much of us wear all those hats you know as as it is with any new yeah. company you know and you're starting to do your own thing um but just just today uh you know we were going over some stuff of this new this new gear that we're making and and now we had us i had certain things in my head as far as it would look really cool but then but then but then you realize oh this has to work you know and then so that's where it's like where dylan and i have to go okay cool now how's this work and then sloan from the 3d side kind of says well how am i gonna how would someone build this and then you know it's it's so fun and then also uh now being able to play test the level we have this the level that we can play and we know that there's certain things that, Oh, you know, this would be really great if we could see this, if we could understand this, you know, how does that work or whatever. And so now, you know, we're able to now go back over here and, and ad address that in the design, um, which is pretty awesome. Um, so I think things will always be sort of evolving and changing, you know, hopefully for the better as it, as it goes, you know, and we just keep making it better and better as we go. So um, you know, maybe by the end of maybe by issue nine, we'll have we'll have uh, some new stuff that shows up. Uh, <laughs> you know? I I still can't believe you guys are doing like a full run. Like that's fucking that's so awesome. It's not just like one comic that's like, look, we did a comic and you move on to something else. Like it's intimidating. Um, <laughs> I love it, man. Um, really quick, I want to jump into chat and say hello to everybody. Um, Derek ninety one, what's up? Uh, Studio seven point six two, Avery, what's up, man? How are you doing? Uh, uh, Chad McMillan says, so, so stoked for this convo. Hell yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, let's see who else we got. We got a bunch of people tonight. Uh, everybody, uh, Grit Beat, LGL, let's go. Uh, Kevin uh, Pakara, how are you? Carrots, uh, Carrots is a couple of my favorite ventures right here. What's up, Carrots? How are you? Welcome. Uh, uh, yeah, man, this is fantastic. We got a bunch of people showing up tonight. Um, uh, Derek says he's Derek. Okay, so this is great. Derek says that he's so envious, Tommy, of your model planes in the background. So what, what are those? Let me guess. Are this are these are these model planes for fun or for profit? Or is this just collecting or is this a uh, reference for uh pages? Oh, I muted okay. myself. Um, well, there's some of our well, 
I have a lot of crap in my studio. This is one one tiny little piece, um, but a lot of the stuff that that is throughout it is yeah, a lot of planes and um, and I have a whole creator own thing that I've been trying to get off the ground for a long time, and it has a lot to do with these planes, these planes. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, and um, so Bravo, yeah, a little like kind of a Bravo for adventure nut. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I'm more yeah that stuff, and um, I mean. Uh, you know, the Scorchy Smith and, and, you know, all mostly Milk Kniff fan. Sure. Yeah. I can see that. But yeah, that stuff and yeah, all that pulpy stuff and sci-fi and, and then, you know, the rest of the studio is mostly Godzilla's and robots and, and stuff. But, <clears throat> but I think that, uh, lots of times I'll, I'll, um, try and work on things uh to justify my my fandom <laughs> you know like like oh i have to justify you know i yeah. oh totally that those airplanes are for work i mean that's right that's <laughs> right um you know i'm working on that project you know it's like i mean i'm gonna the car i'm customizing right now is obviously i'm gonna put it in a movie so you know <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking up here to some like really ugly kaiju's that I just absolutely love, and I'm like, oh yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we become pros, right? It's sort of like, you know, it justifies the nerd and allows you to like explain it to a, a spouse or a partner. Just like, uh, no, this is I make my living this way. I have to buy this book or this game. You know? Yeah, it's sometimes it does help you justify it, like in your your heart. You know, when you when you're trying <laughs> and, and when you're trying to like be a responsible, you know, dad, homeowner, you know, provider, you know, you're like, well, you know, it does help you. Like I just, the trip I just took to LA a couple of weeks ago, was like, I bought so much common rider and Ultraman crap. Um, you know, but, uh, but you know, uh, sometimes you just have to do it if you can, but it's, it's for what we do. A lot of it is, uh, I'm really lucky to have like my space where I work, you know, I, the studios behind the house and, and yeah, I've lived here in North Carolina for since 1996. I moved here from Los Angeles and um, we thought we'd try it for a year and now we're still here. And, and now as I've always worked remotely on stuff now that for a while that was kind of not hurting, but, it was making it hard to get certain kinds of jobs and stuff sometimes, you know, so I travel to work on, especially if it was a movie or something, but, but now I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it. And so now with doing this stuff with Atmos, we're, we're working, we're all over the world, you know? So Andrea's in Italy, Dylan's in Oregon at the moment. Um, he'll be somewhere else uh, in a couple of days, probably. Um, uh, we've gosh, Kevin's in Texas, Joe's in Texas, Sloan's in Denver. Um, uh, Richards in Toronto, uh, David Lafuentes in Spain, um, wow. you know, so, so everybody's kind of all over the place. Um, and so usually my mornings I would get up and work with concept artists that are in Europe. And, and as the day goes on, then it's, you know, okay. Uh, Richard's awake now Sloan's awake, you know, Kevin's up now here and then out, up to the West coast. So it's great, man. That's awesome, man. So, uh, uh Chad McMillan says, uh, which, and I know he's talking about uh, XOGP teams. Which God. XOGP team do Dylan and Tommy lean more towards? I, I go with Vulcanson, um, uh, partly because uh, purely for uh, uh, looks reasons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we, we got some cool stuff in the works uh, for Vulcanson, and I love, and they feel like a really cool like racing team that's going their own way. 
and they're sort of like uh not quite like they're kind of paving their own path which i like and and there's some really cool like nods in in what we're doing with their branding and colors and designs um but i think dylan has a different one i'm a ronakin man uh for sure yeah the uh I don't want to dig too deep into this, but there's, you know, there's been, uh, 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 Atmos is, you know, basically run by uh, Emergent, which is this, this mining company that's kind of been transitioning into more of a, a technology conglomerate. And um, there's kind of been these generations of, uh, of, of, of CEOs that uh, from the, the Ericsson family. Um, and Ronak was basically the, 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 the previous, uh, uh, the, the, the previous leader of Emergent. And he, uh, it was just this horrible Roman, almost you know Caligula kind of type, um, and and then the uh, the Ronakin as a team based off of uh, uh, based off of him and kind of his his ways. Um, so I've got a yeah, I've got a soft spot for them, and I just think they look that the, the coloring is is so tight. So yeah, uh, yeah, I think uh, Kevin that likes Flash rabbits, I think, and and and. Um uh yeah and then everybody has their own little teams they like and it's basically the same as like like how f1 or moto gp or, or others you know as far as racing but other sports teams and stuff you know we've tried to each each team has their own story and then also they each have their own you know i mean they have their sponsors they have their their um uh you know their their colors their brands everything that it's just it's so much work, man. Um, but man, it's so cool. It, it really does seem like a, a real living, breathing uh, world. It's cool. Well, it is, right? I mean, it's the kind of thing that that as you, you know, you're the more. I, I always find that the more you can get personally invested in the characters and the world and the universe, there's some. I, I don't know what it is. I, you know, I, it's I, it's almost like magic. Although I hate to be like, oh, it's magic. Like, like there is something though, that when, when you get into that work or you get into the universe building or the world building aspects so deep that there is something that is imbued in that work somehow that does separate it and make it feel even to other people, like it's a living, breathing thing. And it, and it resonates, right? I think you see that with Mickey Mouse and all the classic characters and stuff like that. But, but you, you also see it. I think Atmos certainly has that as well. Like you can, I mean, again, as I, as I opened, like you can, you can look at Atmos, just even if you just go to the website and you're like, okay, this is different. And, and this is clearly thought out and this is very evolved. Right. And then when you, when you learn, I mean, again, for me, one of the big things, um, and again, granted I'm, I'm biased because, you know, I have the background in animation and comics as well, but, but when I see like, it's not so, so just for a little context, when I came into NFTs and, and web three, like a lot of the projects that were coming out, um, uh, one of the things that attracted me was every project was announcing that they were doing comics. And I'm just like, I mean, you know, I was like a, a kid in a candy store and I had like, I was like, this is like 1992 image. Like what the hell? Like, this is like, everybody's doing like original books and you know, it's, it's really cool. And, and as time progressed, what you find out is there's like a third that said it and had no clue how to do it. Right. Of course. And that's fine. Um, there's another third that did it and they did like one book and they're like, see, and then they just kind of put it down and they just kind of move on. And, it, and then there's like that final third. Um, and there's a group out there that, that actually have it.
become a part like part and parcel of a universe right and and it, it does i think it's such a smart thing to from from dylan what you say about like kind of that cross media perspective where it's it allows people not just to come in from different perspectives like oh i'm a gamer and i want to play the game or i love comics i'm going to read the comics but but and of course you've got that cross pollination between people that go from gaming to comics and comics to gaming but you actually have the ability to continually evolve the story in the world while you're stacking different development projects right because games take a hell of a long time to make right comics take a long time to make but but much less than a, than a game does right and then there's also pros and whatever else you guys have in the hopper i'm sure like other things to kind of just keep it moving so that as these as you drop these different releases the story evolves and continues to move on and so the the audience always have has a vested interest in what is being created does that does that resonate does that kind of make sense that's definitely the goal. I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely, you know, it's like we're kind of, it, it sort of asks something of the audience, which is kind of cool, you know, ask them to sort of come along and, you know, sort of like, you know, you want someone to be so invested in it that they, they want to write their own fan fiction, you know, that they want to create their own team. You know, they want to, they want to have their favorites. They want to wear a patch on their jacket of Ronakin because, because they're really messed up and like weird stuff like Dylan does. And, and I think like, um, uh, <laughs> and I think that, um, uh, yeah, you want, you want people to, to like to want to play the game because they like the comic so that they like the world, you know, I mean, you know, and you want them to, to, you know, uh, you know, and also, and, and it's like, I, I like I like the idea that we're people who, it's it's hard to do a new thing on your own you know and i and i really like that that's what these these guys were doing and and i think kevin's put together a good team and it's it's a lot of um it's a lot of work you know and it's a lot of you know if we if we had you know j big giant you know corporate you know uh you know like it, this is very much like I, I don't know. There's something about being able to make something from the ground up that's so exciting to me, you know, that's like uh, where, you know, it's it's I've liked working with Marvel and DC and Warner Brothers and all that kind of stuff, which is great. But there's something about and like all the Star Wars stuff I've done. It's awesome. I love doing that. But man, there's something so special about like a oh, new thing. You know, it's, it's really cool. So I don't know. As an audience member, I always like those kinds of projects, and I like to try and support those kinds of projects. So, so, so that's kind of, I guess, what I'm trying to get at is, 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 I'm, I think we're kind of trying to make the kind of thing that we, that we want as fans, you know? Yeah. Dylan, what say you? I, uh, yeah. Overall, I don't, I don't think there is uh, nearly enough science fiction sports. Period. Right. Um, and really uh, kind of across any mediums. Um, I, I love um, I love stories about competition. Right. It's, it's sort of similar. You could liken it to uh, to the experience of watching a slasher film. Right. Where where the the mode is defined enough that the moment you get into a slasher film, you're like, all right, he's going to die first. Then her. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> right? And, yeah. and you kind of have the same experience with uh, with competition narratives. Right. Mm -hmm. Where. Uh, where you know whether it's just identifying with a certain team um, or uh, or being able to compare their different skill sets against each other and 
and kind of imagine what those mashups are going to look like, right? Um, it just feels like a, a, I'm so glad that we get a chance to help to further define that genre, right? And and help to bolster it because um, it, it, it totally, it deserve, we, it deserves more. Um, yeah. 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 Awesome. So I, I have a something total, total sidebar. Um, I want to, I want to do at least one super nerd question. Cause I, cause I feel like it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like uh, an Atmos adult fantasy uh, uh, session without just a super nerd question, especially cause we got comics and games and animation in the house. So all right, I, I would like to know like um, growing up, I want to know favorite favorite comic and favorite game like comic comic series game artist like like I'm just just basic nerd shit. Uh, Tommy, you can go first. I'll throw you under the bus first. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, when I was when I was little, I was I was an '80s kid, so I was very much like into GI Joe and a lot of those things, and a lot of it was you know the. Um, and I like to play with the toys and then read the comic and then watch the cartoon. And then it's very much, uh, you know, like, like what I like to do now. Um, and, uh, so, um, but I think probably my, probably my favorite comic is Batman year one. Okay. Um, oh, the Mazzucelli stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's probably my, you know, not probably not the best comic, but it's my favorite because, yeah. um, uh, at especially also being an 80s kid, I was m mostly a Marvel kid, mm -hmm. and I liked believing that the characters really existed. You know, like Spider Man was so real to me when I was little. You know, it was like, and I wanted to be Spider Man so bad. Um, I had a dream at night, I woke up and that I was convinced I was Spider Man. Um, I went to the window and I prayed to God, like uh, looking up in the sky, like, please, I am Spider Man, I know it, just give me a sign. You know, nothing happened, and I went back to bed. But I had a, a, a ski mask and I drew the webbing on it, you know, and everything. And it was like sweating like crazy, you know, in the summertime. And there's just something, you know, like, you know, all that kind of stuff was uh, was just magic, you know. So. Um, so, yeah, all that. But there's something about Batman. Year one. It was probably when I was, you know, getting like a teenager and, you know, all angsty. And, and then and then. Um, and it felt like, oh my god, this felt like it really could exist, and I really do think it is is influenced like a whole huge generation of oh, yeah. of, of comics and and also in and the movies and stuff, you know. So um, I was working on Batman Begins, and I was like, God, why don't they just do Batman Year One, you know? Um, and uh, you know, reading the script, going, oh, it's almost there, you know. But I can't. So the comic, what all oh, games? Um, <sighs> I like driving games, Outrun, you know, that's 80s stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Spy Hunter. Give me Spy Hunter. <laughs> yeah, Spy Hunter. I want to make, I want to, I want to see that movie. I want a Spy Hunter cartoon. Um, but anyway. Todd, uh, that was, that's not fair. You took that from me. I was going to yeah. say Spy Hunter, dude. I, that's, oh. that's like when I am, uh, I, I love arcade games. Um, and, and that is the one where if I can find a sit down Spy Hunter cabinet, I mean, like, that's just yeah that's 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 the best um those those in interfaces it's interesting get like arcade games especially in that era right where they were they were experimenting with with flight sticks and and throttles right these um and it's tough those they're they're difficult because they're, those are expensive hardware 
um, and they break really easily. So it's it's uh, it's it's tough to find those. But but God, I mean, I could go on games forever. I mean, I it like uh, uh, I mean early PC games. I was a huge huge Warcraft player. Um, I've been you know I was still playing Dota like you know uh, uh, recently. The uh, I mean all those games, Duke Nukem, Quake Three Arena. Um, I yeah, I, I just grew up on all that. Um, comic book wise, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Hellblazer. Um, I I think for a variety of reasons, I think the uh, it's such a rich world. Um, this underlayer, right? That that is totally global of of uh, the occult and all these um, all these people with their different associations with it. The uh, Constantine is just a fantastic protagonist yeah, he's just yeah. a legend right like um so freaking cool um and so many amazing um amazing writers and artists um have have worked on it right i mean from uh at the i mean neil gaiman jamie delano garth ennis i mean it, it's like alan moore the list just goes on and on and on um and dave mckean was doing the covers at the beginning i mean like uh, those like, yeah. Um, so yeah, Hellblazer. No, that's a good pick. Mine were like in in when I was younger, when I was a kid, uh, it was really the classic stuff. I was always a Marvel kid more than a DC kid, um, and and so it was like the McFarlane stuff. You know, all the stuff that was happening: the Jim Lee, X Men, Marvel, the sub, uh, you know, the Sylvestri run, all, all the kind of stuff that was you know the Bisley Lobo stuff. And then uh, when I got into school. And I kind of, you know, and I got, I got, um, because it was in, it was in Atlanta, which is a bigger city. I got more exposure. Right. And so, man, like after, you know, Toth and, you know, Katsuhiro Tomo's Akira, which I have over here somewhere over there, um, uh, Jordi Bernays work. Like I just got super deep. It's always amazing because like I have, I think because of the whole animation thing, I have a really super anal style. Like my ink line tends to be super crisp. Um, just because I've, I've got so used to doing animation and inking and, and all that stuff. Like, you know, every single cell, the thick to thin line has to be identical on every frame. And uh, it just became kind of a part of, you know, you do it enough, it becomes a like part of you. And so now I'm, I'm, I'm so attracted to like looser styles, uh, like that early, the early Jay Lee Namor, like his first stuff, like that super crunchy, like, like, I just can't do it. And so no matter how hard I try, like it just, it's one of those things that I desire. It's like the grass is always greener, you know, like I'm like, it looks so easy. He's just sketching with ink. Like why can't, and then I do it and I hate it. And I'm just like, this is the worst. And I end up the minute I just go back, it's almost a crutch. Now it just goes super anal tight on my inks. And I'm like, okay, well at least it's comfortable with me. So I, I tend to love like the, just like the, 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 the inker artists, you know, I'm just, uh, I mean, that's why, Tommy, that's why I love your stuff. I mean, you, you have like, you're just painting in ink and I'm like, you're a son of a bitch. <laughs> well, you, you listed a bunch of people I like there as you were talking. So, uh, yeah, yeah, especially Jordi Bernay and, and Toth. Toth is my favorite ever. Um, but <clears throat> yeah. And but there's yeah, I, I understand that, though, where it's like I look at, uh, you know, certain manga and I'm like, man, it's so cool. Like I could I just because I can't I couldn't do it, you know. And there's something, you know, so just because you don't draw like that or, or, or whatever, doesn't mean you, you don't, you know, totally love it, you know? So, um, yeah, it's, it's cool to also like certain projects, like I imagine different ways, you know, like I could imagine certain things done 
only in like an anime style or or certain things done more like you know uh you know it would be weird to see indiana jones drawn as a manga you know um now if he was drawn by by toth or or you know no sickles or something then we're all set you know so so it's that that kind of stuff and that that's sort of um that's that hey that's a good segue back to atmos um, <laughs> that it really it really is a lot of um uh figuring out like as the the more we work on the stuff, the more we realize if something feels right or not. You know, feels mm. does this does this feel like the world we're making? You know, and more and more we kind of um, it's easier and easier. More and more because it starts to live on its own in a way, and then and then we we're able to kind of you know even if you can't articulate it at first, you're like I know there's something about this that feels right or doesn't. You know, and and so much of creating i mean i know it's it's got to be like that with the writing dylan you know where it's like the characters become they're alive in your head you know and you're writing these people you know they're like real people and i know from the drawing standpoint you spend so many hours and the page becomes you know it's talking to you and these people are coming to life on the page and they're talking to you and you're spending hours and hours with them and and uh um but yeah, that's what's you know, it's really cool to uh, to get to do that stuff from scratch, you know. And it's always cool to work on existing stuff too, like Batman or Wolverine or something. But that's kind of scratches that fan itch. But there's yeah. nothing like creating your own new stuff. It's it's so fun, so great. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, Chad actually has a great question. In chat, he says, uh, "What is the one thing that keeps you up at night about creating a game from the ground up?" That's an awesome question. So, Dylan, I'm going to pass that that torch to you. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, I would. I'd have to say. I think it's about giving people novel, worthwhile experiences. Um, is 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 that's kind of the the the, the real bar, right? Um, is can can we use this this world and this this interface and your um, and your your place within it to give you something that you have never tasted before, mm -hmm. um, and and that and that tastes very good, right? Like um, I think that that's probably my that, that that my my gut shot answer. I think the you could kind of uh, 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 narrow that in on um, on the the experience of flight, um, which is you know kind of the 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 big thing we're grappling with in uh, with with the development of ExoGP, um, and and that's no small thing. I think the you know there's been uh, there's been a ton of different flight games that you know that that have been made, and and it's uh, uh, I don't think humans naturally um, are 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 really comfortable in three dimensions right i mean we are in um we are we are a, a pedestrian species um so i think giving people giving people that 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 taste of of what it what it's like up there what it's like when uh, what it would be like to to have these abilities to be to be able to be totally you know unhinged from our uh, our kind of like a terrestrial shackles right like that People have been dreaming about this for forever since the first time somebody saw a bird, right? Um, so I think doing our damnedest to 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 deliver on that experience and um, and make people 
people feel like they've just gotten um, a, you know a taste of the uh, of the ethereal and the uh, uh, and, a, and a completely new experience. Um, I think yeah, something like that. I like that man. That's pretty. That's We're pretty all very hard on ourselves, so I, I imagine Dylan and me are sharing a lot of uh, sleepless nights together in our separate places, uh, thinking like always. We're very hard on on ourselves, <laughs> you know, trying to make stuff as cool as possible. So, you know, that's that's what it comes down to. It's a it's a challenge, man. I mean, you have, you know, I, I think especially especially in, in our space, you have an the the community at at large is so excited and accepting and um, ready for something good. And they'll, they'll keep you into account. You know what I mean? Like we're like, you know, when they, when you make a mistake, they'll come and they'll tell you, you know what I mean? And, and it's, it's, it, but it's a good thing. It's, it's a, it's, it's so different than anything else I've ever been a part of because usually the feedback is, is post build, meaning you know, you do the thing and you release the comic or you read the, the show goes live or whatever it is. And then the feedback hits. Right. And you're like, well, I'll do better on the next one, guys. OK, you know, but but with this, they're on the journey with us. Like we're, we're kind of all in the same boat trying to push the thing forward. And so the feedback that comes in, whether it's good or bad, it's all it's all healthy and it's all positive, because at the end of the day, most people want the project to succeed for whatever reason, right? Like everyone kind of comes to things for different internal personal reasons, right? Whether they want to just like a project that hits or they they're actually really in, invested in the world or to each his own. And, and I think it's such a fascinating thing that for the first time we have the ability to actually build with people um, on an equal level. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's actually like a real time feedback that informs the things that we can do uh, uh, and how we can progress and how we can actually represent it, right? Oh, here's the feedback and it's a, it's a back and forth. And I, I think I think if, if Web3 is doing anything and, and that has any effect on anything, that's what's going to be changing the kind of the world of entertainment in, in, at large, like gaming, comics, you name it. Like the ability, whether it's, whether it's film or, or it doesn't matter, like that quick back and forth are, are, uh, is is changing the way we develop stories and changing the way that we present these things uh, into the world, right? Um, and I think it's fascinating. I absolutely love it. Um, and and Derek says communities are the lifeblood. Absolutely. Um, he says he's biased source. He's an anthropologist. <laughs> this is pretty funny. Well, um, well, guys, this has been a fantastic conversation, and and thank you guys so much for coming out. Where where should we point to people? Where can we send them? Like, how do they follow you? How do they get in touch with Atmos and, and all the good stuff? Well, it looks like you have that scrolling on the screen there. The the website's a great place to start, Atmos.xyz, but the, there's the website specifically for Exordium, the comic, and you can find the first three is yeah, number three's out now on digital, so you can actually see the read the first three issues of Exordium on Amazon right now. Awesome. So they can go to Amazon for the comics and they can go to Atmos and I'm sure Atmos has the links to the comics as well. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a, there, we have a page that's was, as long as you make it to that Atmos.xyz, that's, that's the one, right, Dylan? At, Atmos XYZ is our, uh, is our, is our primary website. Um, I would definitely, uh, follow us on Twitter. We're pretty super active on, on, on keeping that updated. Uh, the discord community is, 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 is super 
alive and uh and and well um uh yeah i would say i'd say those three awesome well guys thank you so much uh for coming out this has been a fantastic uh talk I, it's been i love it it's we could talk do this all night i, I know it yeah, really. so, absolutely and um everybody in chat thank you guys so much for showing up um uh we love you please go check out atmos atmos.xyz and and everywhere uh that dylan and tommy told you guys to go to please check them out um they need your support and they deserve it for sure because they're working hard um and everybody thank you again so much and yeah we will see you next time on the next uh next episode of uh, evening alpha and so everybody thank you god bless peace out thanks we'll everybody see you later.